Are we ready to get going? Yeah. You keeping these up here full time? No, no, no. Don't okay. Leave that there. I the wasn't sure if you were if you remembered if you're going to pop them up or something. Okay, welcome everybody. We're here on our seventh podcast of the American Craftsman podcast. Good memory. And we have a guest today, and uh, I'll introduce him in a second. But uh, just to remind everybody, the sponsors out there, these are the sizes. Don't forget, I'm still waiting. I haven't gotten anything yet, <laughs> but I'm counting on you. So now we have a spot. We have one of our first guest here, and. Uh, how do you go? Do you go by Sir John or Sir or John? Lord John? I like Lord Peters. Sir or Lord. Lord yeah. Peters. <laughs> Professor. Uh, Mr. Peters here. John Peters is a contact content creator. That's what they call you. Yep. Sound like you're going to say contact tracer. I almost said that. <laughs> He's an outdoorsman. Story has it that he once killed a bear, uh, wild mountain lion with his bare hands. It's true. <laughs> He's also a cyclist, an artist. A landscaper? Is that cool? I love landscaping. I like yeah. it. And uh, a woodworker. Yeah. So let's hear it for our first guest of the podcast, uh, John Peters. Yeah. Welcome, John. Thank I you so much. I had to so figure nice out to how to here. put like a uh, applause sound effect in. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great to be here, guys. All right. Oh, yeah, I, thanks I, for I coming. I was just here a couple of days ago doing the shop tour. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it's great to be part of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're happy to have oh, well, you. We'll see by the time you get done with all these questions. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so you got to introduce the beer of the week. Okay, so, so yeah. I've got the beer of the week here, and it's going to take me a minute to get it out of the bag. That's all right. Because it's a surprise. Yeah, we asked John uh, what he'd like to take part in, and he jumped at the beer of the week yeah. for sure. <laughs> I picked this because it's just a mainstay. Yeah. Lagunitas, uh, IPA. I usually will pick anywhere between a half a dozen IPAs. Sometimes I'll go with the local breweries around here. But um, this is just uh, its just a mainstay. I think everybody would like it, maybe even Rich. He's a tough nut to crack. crack. <laughs> I was going to go with Bud Light. No, but, no. <laughs> then you but, have the other three annoyed. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So I figured this is an, even, e, uh, an easy beer. I enjoy it. Yeah, I like Lagunitas. Yeah. And so so there you go. Keeping it simple. All right. Cool. Nice bottle. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. The, the short bottles. Does it have, does it have a nice logo on it for a t-shirt? It does. Uh, yeah, they have that dog on there. I actually really like this oh, logo. Yeah, I like it's that. simple. Yeah. You know, it's an IPA. It says it right there in big letters. Has that kind of parchment look on the label. Yeah, yep. I like that. Petaluma. Where is that in California? Yeah, that's Northern California. It's north of San Francisco. Oh, wow. It's Marin County. Uh, you want to help yeah. us out there? It's real, uh, real nice. Open up your own beer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. You just left that right in front of you. Yeah. I'm send you to charm school. Yeah. No, I'm good. Mine's open. Did you guys bring a bottle opener? Oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. <laughs> What are you doing? Cheers, boy. Hey, you got to wait for John to open up his beer. Oh, you can't take me anyway. Well, that's good. No, no manners. It's a good beer, isn't it? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. Even has the uh, phonetic pronunciation down there. Cheers. 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 Great to be here. Yeah. Welcome. You know, Petaluma is also the home of Mesa Boogie Amplifiers. Hmm. That is good. Oh, yeah. yeah it's not bad. <sighs> yeah, not that bitter for an... IPA. No, yeah. no, I, I, 
I like that. And a local brewery that I like here is Carton. I like Carton yeah. beer. And they, they have one, uh, I think, called The Hook, which is a little hazy, and that's nice. Mm. But yeah. it comes in a can. You kind of want a glass when, you, when you're drinking beer out of it, especially a good beer in my view. I haven't had that one yet. It's pricey, I think. So yeah. that's the thing, right? This this six pack is right around eleven dollars. So you're gonna get a six pack of twelve inch, twelve ounce beers for eleven dollars. Are you going to get four sixteen ounce beers for close to fifteen or sixteen dollars? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's often just a simple <laughs> math. Simple <laughs> yeah, math. it's an ah. economical. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we and they um... got a dog on the cover. We had that one from Jug Handle. They're pretty good, too. They're in Tinton Falls. Oh, I have to check it out. Yeah. Have they been there long? I think it's been maybe five years. Really? Yeah, maybe not quite, but they have... Um, we were just talking about them the other day. They have, like, maybe 20 beers. Tinton Falls. I've never been there. and the, So they're they're bottling it now or, or putting it yeah, in cans? Yeah, they have the can. Yeah, like four-pack cans, like most of, most of the guys. And do you have to go there, or can you find it in any of the... Yeah, no, they have it in yeah in the liquor store. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, there's so many good local breweries now. Mm-hmm. It just kind of yeah. makes, and that makes drinking beer a little bit more fun. It's it like does. a little bit more of an adventure. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was talking to a, a friend the other day. Came out to cook some things on the grill, and he was telling me how he's gotten into wine. And I said, I just I don't have any desire to get into wine at this moment. And then he he went on about. Certain wines remind him of places that he's gone on vacations or for work. And then I said, well, that makes sense to me now because yeah. that's kind of like going back to where you went by having a glass of wine. So yeah. it's like a little celebration and it's similar to like going for a walk in the woods if you know what trees you're looking at. Yeah. It's like knowing a little bit of something makes Hearing life song more interesting. Yeah. Brings absolutely. you back to that time and place. Yeah. 100%. I like wine, but I just prefer the the flavor of beer. Like I like I like the way wine tastes. I've I've had a lot of different wines. I've learned a lot about wine working in restaurants. But I just I always go back to beer. I just I don't know. Yeah, I'm more of a beer it. guy. The Schmitz. delivery system too is you know the the big thick bottle or the frosty glasses. Yeah, and you can drink. You can get one bottle. Yeah, one bottle of beer. I'm not gonna drink a whole bottle of wine. And you're kind of committed when you open that bottle of wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So, John, why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into woodworking since, you know, that's kind of what we do here. Sure. Um, I've been woodworking since I was 17. I I was a horrible high school student and I uh, went into something called distributive education. And there were two forms of distributive education. The class that I was in was supposed to study retail the class that my friend was in was supposed to study things like mechanics, yeah. woodworking, things like that. So I got a job in a ski shop. My friend Sean got a job at a place called The Woodworker. We were talking. He hated his job. I hated my job. And we convinced our teachers to let us split or, or switch, I mean. And so I went and met my boss, Bob, at The Woodworker, or my soon-to-be boss, First thing he did was look at my hands, and then he said, okay, see how you do. And I had a natural aptitude for it, and uh, I worked with him for years, and I kind of would leave working with him for a few months and maybe do construction, 
And uh, I've been doing work with my hands like that ever since. I mean, there's a, you know, that's a long time ago. So there's a lot of different things that happen in between. But everything I do is based off the vocabulary of being able to build something. So whether that's art, whether that's furniture, whether that's opening a business and having to remodel the, the, uh, the storefront, all comes down to that first decision to work for, for somebody and learn a trade. It's amazing how one small detail can shape the course of somebody's life. Yeah. Um, this is going back to high school. Yeah. And and it's a twisty, crooked road to get to where you are now, but it really is, you know, foundational to, to where you are. I, I think there's a black and white thing about learning a trade, whether that's cabinet building or electrical work or plumbing. It's it's something that's sort of concrete that you can always count on. Yeah. And you can always pull from it. Uh I I also worked as an ice cream scooper in a in a uh, ice cream shop, and I, I don't really depend on those skills that much these days. Yeah. It doesn't come up. <laughs> it doesn't come sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. But uh, so if you have that inclination, I, I think that you have to be prepared to work and be uncomfortable, and uh, and uh, bring a good mood to work, and and contribute. Because yeah. if you're not contributing at a at a business that needs to make money then they don't need you yeah and so i learned that very early my boss was not easy and i think that was a great thing and i'm friends with him to this day well that says a lot yeah Yeah. good guy but you're also an artist too i mean we've seen some of your your sculptures that are out in the yard and things like that so you bring that to the woodworking table as well you know that eye for art and aesthetics i i love art and i view furniture as art too right um, I just, um, I think, I think they just complement each other. And I, I, you could almost say that I stopped woodworking right around 1997, 98, because I was trying to make a lot of custom furniture. And at the same time I was making artwork for clients who were buying my custom furniture. And at the same time I had my first child and then my wife and I decided to open up a brick and mortar business named the Laurel Tracy Gallery. And I put artwork in there and furniture and I sold all my artwork and I didn't <laughs> sell my furniture and I sold my artwork for more money. But I always wanted to make uh, furniture. And so you'll see there's about a 15 year gap where mostly what I made was frames, picture frames mm-hmm. and picture frames can be pretty lucrative and I'll just yeah. tell you the dollar I charged seven fifty seven dollars and fifty cents a linear inch for a frame. Wow. <laughs> frames aren't easy to make. They and you know what part of it too is I was framing paintings for clients in New York City. Some of these paintings might have been a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm, yeah. So they were comfortable with me handling the artwork. You didn't yeah. want to oops there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it's pretty wild. Mm. It, and that was a a fast forward crash course in art history. Our business went from uh, basically trying to sell my artwork and my furniture and some people that I knew to focusing on two schools of art, one being Hans Hoffman, students of Hans Hoffman, and the other one, students of Edwin Dickinson. 
And we found that if we focused on half a dozen artists combining those two schools, we were able to find a niche. Hmm. And because Hans Hoffman, to buy a Hans Hoffman painting, you'd have to spend a million dollars. So he was very famous in the in the art world, especially in the in the fifties and sixties. And so if you're a serious collector and you have the means, then you might want a student yeah. of Hans Hoffman. And so that's where and we still we still work with these artists and we still work with these clients, but we don't do it from a brick and mortar space because we found we didn't need it. And business just got more any brick and mortar space can get more and more expensive. Uh, oh, in the yeah. town of Red yeah. Bank, I wasn't that easy of a town to work in. Yeah, I just saw uh, some listings like four thousand a month for a very small uh, on Broad, I think. Yeah, rents rents have gone through the roof, and I don't know if it's warranted in Red Bank. I mean, in maybe not in Manhattan now, but Manhattan before COVID. Oh yeah. Uh, what you were getting in Manhattan was new blood on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. When you have a brick and mortar business in a town like Red Bank, you're relying on those same people. Yeah. And it's not it's not just a traffic of people coming in from different states and different countries. It's the same people from Rumson and Fairhaven and so Yeah, you might get the odd person coming in from uh an outlying town in you Jersey, do. but but it's you. You you said it. It's the odd person. It's yeah. the odd thing. Yeah, it's not like groceries that you go and buy every week. You're not buying art and furniture every week. Exactly. So you you yeah. really shrink when you make a sale. You're essentially shrinking down your customer base every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it was an interesting business, and we did it for about I guess 19 or 20 years. And like I said, we still do it, but we do it without the overhead. And I my business works by having a lot of different revenue streams. So you're never counting on that one thing. So when that yeah. art sale happens, it's sort of like, oh, smart. that's a good one this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And like us, you're working out there behind your house in the red barn. We've got the pine barn. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's, yeah. And you know, it's peaceful. It is. Mm-hmm. Even, this is a commercial property here. It was commercially zoned. It's a great shop. Yeah. People love your shop. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that from the uh, yeah. from the video. Yeah. Yeah. How's the response been? Seems pretty good from what I've seen. I was really happy with yeah. the, the view counts at 34,000 views, I believe. Nice. Yeah. The, it, I think if you look at the back end of my YouTube analytics, it's up. Uh, uh, I forget what the number is, but it's way up compared to some of my other videos. So people really like it because... I think most people who are watching my channel are are woodworkers and to get the opportunity to come into a professional shop and see your workflow and see how you tackle projects just to see how you bring your lumber, you know, the first step. Okay. It it comes from here and it goes to the chop saw. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's already doing that, then it's an affirmation that, Oh, I'm doing it right. You're doing it right. And if they're not, they're like, oh, maybe I should reset this. Or So I know I enjoy shop tours, and I like to get to kind of see behind the scenes. So for me, and it was a fun video for me to make because there's a constant pressure being a, a YouTuber or a content creator to create content. And so I'm sort of in a slow space right now because I'm doing all this work to the barn, and 
it just seems like one project turns into another project that really isn't great for video until it's all completely done. Mm. So by coming over here and spending a few hours with you guys and having Jeff show me around, that was a way for me to create content and not spend an entire week <laughs> trying to build something. It was a lot of fun for us too. And yeah. it really, you know, we were all impressed with how it turned out. So Good. You, you did an excellent job. We want to thank you for that. Oh, oh, absolutely. It was my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like I told John, I, I said, I'm glad I, uh, I didn't look as nervous as I felt. You're a natural. <laughs> yeah. That's what I that's thought I too. It doesn't feel that way, but I think you're a natural and yeah. you're really, you're a technical guy. Yeah. I mean, I have a, so I met Jeff via Instagram and it was a, an immediate respect because I saw the way he was installing hardware. And that's a mechanical skill that really takes discipline. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't happen fast. You don't show up at the job site at 730 and you're done at 8 o'clock. Yeah. You, might, you might finish setting up by 930 and now you're ready to start actually working. And I respect that because that's a hard, I don't have, it's not my favorite type of work. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I like it when I'm, I like it when it's happening and when it's done, but I'm a little intimidated before, beforehand. And it occupies my mind right up until the point of doing it because that's a, a no return. Yes. Yeah. You drill that hole yeah. through a finished door. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done it on like $10,000 front doors that... We, we did a, a job in Red Bank and they had the door built in California and they had it shipped to Mexico to be finished because it had some extreme high VOC <laughs> finish, which, you know, it, that's the opposite of what we do. But so they had it shipped out of the country, shipped back to California and then shipped to New Jersey. So doing the hardware on something like that, I mean, there really is, there's no going back from, no. it's perfection only and that's like the only uh, possible outcome. I'll, I'll add this, so... We got a copy of the video. Yeah, this is funny. And Rich and I are coming. We're in the car in the Rich's truck driving back from his son's house. We'd gone up there to put a desk in. And so I'm watching it because I'm in the passenger seat, but I am holding it up and playing it loud enough for him to hear. And we're laughing the whole way down because... Jeff knows the names of everything yeah, exactly. that uh, uh, we're learning. We're like, oh, is that what that's called? That it, 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 we were cracking up. I mean, tools that I owned for 15 years. <laughs> Jeff is like, yeah, we got this over here and this does that. I'm like, you don't say. I felt the exact same way when he was naming the Sanders. I, know. Yeah. I was like. I feel like an idiot because I don't know what any. It's like exactly. okay, this is a palm sander. This is a. And he's giving the model order. numbers or the vacuum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a skill. Yeah, like that's yes. it. And it's so. it's definitely just something that you have, and you must enjoy it because it just comes right to you. Yeah, he's the names a real tool nerd. I've had yeah, yeah. Well, you're yeah, busting my nuts about something today. Yeah. About my chalk box. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. If you have it, it's an honest thing. Yes. Like for me to try to do that, I'd be completely forcing it. But like I don't even I know I have the Festool Capex. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if there's another name to it. Yeah, I make, I make up one. names. Yeah. yeah, it's like the KS fifteen hundred. Yeah. 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 That, <laughs> that's the thing with Jeff, you know, it's it all is uh an honest part of who he is. It's there's no pretension or anything like that. I yeah. told these guys, you know, I, I was a waiter for a long time and I would do like a table of like, I could do like up to eight people without writing anything down. That's impressive. I'm yeah. hoping I hold on to it because, yeah. you know, I'm 31, 31. 
Yeah, he's he sees the other side so, of the mountain. Yeah, over there. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hit the peak yet, but you're young, thirty-one. Yeah. I know, man. Yeah. I know. Millennial. <laughs> he complains about his knees sometimes. We go, no, no, no. Yeah. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get any. Everybody. Back. I'm fifty-two, and a lot of my friends will say, you know, when I hit fifty, the wheels just fell off. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm. It, I actually started to really try to focus on maintaining staying in shape about three years ago. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. And it yeah. just, you feel better and mentally, mentally and physically. So I'm not a, I, I, I'm not one of these guys who's in the gym all the time, but I just try to get out and hike, yeah. try to, try to keep active, maybe a little mountain biking and stuff like that. Because when you, when you get, when you hit that 45, 50 mark, age uh you you can either get old quick or you can just sort of plateau Mm -hmm. and you'll see like i have friends who are who are in way better shape than me and some that my daughter will think are 10 or 15 years older than me so it's just uh it's it's one of those things so at 31 yeah you you got a long way to go (laughs) yeah gee i'm feeling old now (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you you're hitting the gym yeah. Yes, I do. Rich is our senior member. Yeah, I got years on you too. Yeah, you went to the. But gym you last look night. like you're in shape. You look like a big guy because you wear sleeveless shirts. Yes. Like, this guy's a tough guy. Yeah, I was just saying that today. See, it's true. Yeah, I could show up my guns. <laughs> <laughs> you got a permit for those things? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, we we lead in. Is this a lead in to the? Yeah, next, this is actually tool of the week. This is still with uh, John. It's the uh, tool of the week. Oh, good. So I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this tool. This is, <laughs> this is funny. So I, you're gonna have to tell me what this is called, Jeff, because I don't know what it's called. I just call it my cutters or my nail cutters. Yeah, nippers. Yeah, nippers. I mean, we have one. Now. I call them dikes, but I think the technical term is probably diagonal cutters. All right, getting in a dangerous water there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure where that originated. I'm just passing the information along. Okay, all right. Let's call them nippers <laughs> or cutters. <laughs> so I'm, I bought these because this is a funny story. Or it's a true story. I've had them for more than 30 years. They are a tool. This is a tool that I make sure I have with me whenever I go on an install, uh, whenever I'm doing a job anywhere. Because they can cut a they can cut a ten penny nail or a common nail. They can cut a screw. They can cut wires easily. Uh, but the way I got these was I was working. This is probably nineteen ninety uh, nineteen eighty nine maybe. I had taken a break from wor- working at the woodworker with my boss, who I learned cabinet making from, and I was working for a company called Sujin Construction. Sujin Brothers, great guys. We built a few houses, did some matter levels, and then all of a sudden the economy just mm. yeah. took a nosedive. And so they had they didn't have any work for a little while. And then I found this other job with this guy named John. And uh he was a mess. Uh he was just uh, everything the Sujin brothers weren't, you know what I mean? Is this a John? It's like a Tom. This is John. Yeah. No, his name really is John. And he actually died shortly after oh, me. That's well. okay. After me, after working with him for a while, um, and I know that because my last paycheck or something, I had a something like that. It was a long story, but anyway. So I get this job working for John, and uh, maybe a month after working for him and really realizing this guy's crazy, he teams up with three guys 
and they call themselves power framers. Oh, that's what they're calling themselves, power oh. framers. That's so, sad. That sounds ominous. Yeah. So, so we, the first job we do is we go over to, uh, I think it was called the 10 o'clock diner on Route 10, maybe in Parsippany. And it was a demolition job to rip every single thing out of a cinder block building. So if you've ever done a demolition, everything goes. The ceiling tiles oh, yeah. goes, the floor, everything goes. And so it was probably 95 degrees, ridiculously humid. And um, right, right, right before lunch, I, I'm on one side of the building, but this other guy is sort of an eye view of me. Uh, I see him get stuck to a wire because he had choked up on his S-wing hammer and he was probably sweating and he clawed into a, a live wire and so he's over there sort of shaking, and I see another guy come by and just push him off. And so that's like, this is what's going on, right? <laughs> and you're how old? I'm like maybe 19 or something, right? Power so, framers. Yeah, this is crazy. So the, the point of the story here is the, the building was heated with electric heat. And so uh, my boss says, hey, you got to cut those wires and pulled all that heating out there. I said, well, let's find out where this electric's coming from because this guy almost just got electrocuted. <laughs> and and he says, uh, he goes, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to, whatever. It's just no sense could be talked into this guy. <laughs> so uh, he walked over there with a pair of cutters similar to these and cut into, he's like, this is how you do it. And he cut into them. And it was like a small explosion. Kind of, kind of, you know, burned a hole yeah. in the wire cutters. And then he looks, he doesn't even flinch. He just looks, he goes, see, that's how you do it. Right? So then, so then he gives me these wire cutters to go do the other ones. And I said, well, I'm going to get my gloves first. So I walk out and I still have my tool belt on and I have this, these wire cutters now in my tool belt. And I walk out in my truck to get the gloves and got in my truck and never saw them again. <laughs> that was a good move. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't know if you were going to go back into no. there, and I was going to add, now, did you think about just going <laughs> home? But. That was it. And, I tell you, and so the, the, the lesson there is, if your gut is telling you that these people are not the right people to be around, yeah. especially when you're young, you know, just uh, trust your gut and just yeah. be like, okay, get just oh, get out of here, because yeah. that could go bad quick and... Yeah. Uh, there were so many signs there, but it just took that one thing. <laughs> That's finally. how you do it. <laughs> but I love these tools. I love these uh, these wire cutters. I do think of him occasionally. He's just like, wow, that guy was off his rocker. Yeah. And uh, and just, uh, just I mentioned that he died. He ended up having an aneurysm. So oh. it was totally non-related mm -hmm. with anything. Yeah. Uh, just happened to. Now, Did those so happen to have a, a slight arch to them. Is that from tugging or is that I don't think so, but that might be what I like about them because yeah. you can grab a nail and then See, use it as a prize. Smack yeah. your knuckles. Yeah, yours is like that. Yeah. Yours is very similar to that. Well, and we use that a lot. Rob's got a pair of front cutters. Uh, that's what I call them. That's <laughs> yeah. what I keep on an install. So they have the two in the front like this. Okay. Um, and they're like, they might as well be serrated now. Yeah. We because, call it jailbreak. Yeah, so... Tell the uh, uh, unabridged <laughs> version of the story. <laughs> well, I had this Volkswagen bus when I was going to college at ASU in Arizona, and I had parked inadvertently in a condominium parking space that belonged to somebody, and my bus got towed away when I came out. And back then I was sort of indignant that that would happen to me. 
I found I found the yard that it was in and I took my pliers, now known as jailbreak. I got my extra keys and I cut down the chain link fence. And with my extra keys, I drove my bus away. Wow. <laughs> that's why they're called jailbreak. Yeah, we still use them. That's great, though, that you got away with it. Couldn't do that today. No, no yeah. that's pretty much. You could you could put that tagline on, on most of my adventures. Rob has lived do that today. He's given up all his nine lives. That's funny. That's a good one. There might be like a grandkid out there that's saying, that's the story that grandpa told me. Yeah, that's, that's a good right. one. <laughs> So if you get a knock on the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, that's a great tool. We use yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's one of these things when I don't know where it is, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's only a few tools that I have like that. Just something about it. If I can't find it, it you know, and I, I don't lose many tools Yeah. because but it's just 30 me. years. That's. Yeah. That's how long I've had it. I can't believe it. I'll give you another 10 years. You'll be losing tools. Yeah, they don't. They don't last now. You yeah. know, because I've had I buy uh, the Nipex ones, which are they're made in Germany. They're and they're really not cheap. Um, and even those, like they'll get chipped up. Well, that's the that's the thing with this. I mean, you can see the little yeah. light coming through there. Yeah, not much at all. And so these have really gotten hard work. What I what one thing I really like using these for is, I was just taking the Romex off of the inside of the walls, and you just kind of can, just kind of grab it. Grab the uh, the U nail, and and squeeze down a little bit and use it as a, a claw bar almost. Yeah. yeah, it works good. So it's just one of those things. And I thought, okay, that's a good one, tool of the week. Yeah, you know yeah. what I like about it is it's such a small, simple tool. And a lot of times, you know, people might think, well, what's the tool of the week? It's got to be this grand reveal. But even when we've been bringing them out, Rich did the pencil one day. These are all the things that are closest to us. Yeah. There's a there's more of a an intimate relationship with those tools. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, a big table saw was a great tool, but you're actually not touching it. No. Like like where it's it depends the feel the feel of it in your hand has a lot yeah. to do with mm-hmm. it. It's like you with that block plane. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, I have like a four hundred dollar plane over there, but it's not the same <laughs> as you know. You don't use it all day. I use a pencil and a tape measure. All day, every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you get really attached to these things. You find ones that you like. And what tape measure do you use? I use a Starrett. So I'm blocking this drawer, but uh, it's a Starrett Exact. They're um, they're not made in Massachusetts, like with all the other Starrett stuff. They're made in China, but we have an 18 inch uh, Starrett combo square, and they line up dead on. Hmm. Um. I mean, I'd say that we probably use the tape within the first 18 more than we use it, you know, otherwise. We're always marking out one inch, three quarters of an inch, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so having something that's accurate, and I'm sure it's accurate past that, but having something that's accurate in that 18 inches is very important. We yeah. like the Tajimas too. Yeah. What's that? Tajima to T- Japanese. Oh, I'm just using a 16-foot stand like Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm thinking of uh, getting something a little bit nicer. It just it's just always what I use. So it just well, yes, Rob. He spent two days looking for a tape measure. Two days, way more than that. <laughs> Must have been two weeks. You mean you misplaced? Yeah, it. grab one no, of your fancy tape no, measures. No, on the internet. Oh, really? Oh, I have a tape right here. We were trying to find something not made in China. Yeah, it's it's very hard to find a U.S. made uh, tape nice. measure. 
The Stanleys and the DeWalts will say made in the U.S. with global components, but that's kind of a... That, a uh, I'll keep that fake. in my apron. Okay. Yeah, see, that's a combo tape it's measure. Metric. I can't do that. Do you do anything in metric? No. No, I, I'll do some 3D printing stuff in metric, but not uh, woodworking. So I use a 16. That's a 12. It's a lot smaller. So you, you're... Your 16 will have a three-quarter inch wide yeah, tape? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, that's too flimsy. I don't like a, a flimsy tape like Me this. Me neither. This one right away, just the rigidity of that tape is nice. Yeah. It's a nice I, tape. I use the same one. The Starrett makes uh, one like about that size too. Yeah. We actually, we were doing some framing this week over uh, my wife, her sister, and another woman. They're opening a yoga studio. So we framed like a little wall, did the sheetrock, and we were both using that that larger Starrett. Yeah. The 16. Yeah. We got some 30 foot. I have a 31. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had the 31 with that me. That the stair guys gave us in Vegas, but they're like, if you use a 30 foot tape in a wood shop. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I use this one a lot. I like it because it's super lightweight. And the I mean, really, it's half of a joke because it's made in Germany and trying to find a tape that's not made in China is almost impossible. And all of the, the other tapes that were larger... They all they're all fully metric, and this one's split metric and and imperial. Yeah, I noticed that all three of you wear aprons. I don't wear an apron. Maybe I'll have to try that one day. You, yeah. But you swear that swear by them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Calavera yeah. Toolworks. And you you just like it because you have all your tools there. You like the safety aspect of it, or yeah. Well, yeah, it might needs to be a little bit. You know, when they bought it for me for my birthday, so I didn't even really get a chance to customize it but there were some changes i would make to it to make it a little bit more user friendly for me but i love it it's nice and heavy too when you say heavy does it feel like weight on you or no that's uh, why i no. put it on it feels when I, it's heavy when i pick it up but when i put it on it doesn't yeah the suspender yeah. system is really well thought out see that piece of walnut there that says think twice yeah i took that in the stomach with the apron yep no problem no i mean i had a big bruise but <laughs> it sounded like a major league pitch, like hitting yeah. the catcher's mitt. Wow. Yeah. It fell off of the fence on top of the blade and came back at me. You, you made me laugh because I, I I don't know if you ever watched uh, 1806 Stonehouse. Um, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, but anyway, he put up a, a short compilation of some of the projects because he's been renovating this house with his wife now and his two kids for maybe... Four years. So it's maybe like a 30 second video that came up on Instagram. And one of them is a piece of plywood and it just shoots out and hits him in the stomach. Ugh. And and I messaged messaged him right away. I you know, I'm glad you're okay, but I had to laugh at that <laughs> because it just it just was you gotta see it. That's dark purple for two weeks. Oh, oh man, yeah. yeah. His yeah, reaction actually, to it was his his reaction to it was words. priceless. And the music that he used yeah. in the video it just he, uh, his name is uh, Lucas, I believe. He's got a good sense of humor, but yeah. a, a funny one. I, I've I've been hit once or twice, and uh, it's no fun. Yeah, no, it hurts. I have uh, that little Veritas square in there, and I had like a you know it was hanging down, and that's where it hit, and I had a rectangle that was like unbruised <laughs> within the bruise. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just shows you the force. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get used to wearing those aprons, you don't really want to go back. I mean, even. When we do jobs that are outside the shop, I like it because I just get used to having my things where they are. You know, you know your little 
uh, tape or your your knife or your cutter, whatever you're holding with you, they're, they're all there for you. And there is this nice uh, protective feeling. You have your marking gauges and your pens and your such up top. Yeah, I mean, I went from a finished carpenter to a cabinet maker. So I went and carried my belt through. Like I wore Occidental belt. And it's just so much more comfortable to wear an apron. Like you feel more... In tune. Yeah, I mean, yeah. by the halfway through the day, if you're wearing a belt, you start to get hot spots on your hips and it's just, it's, you know, pulling down yeah. on your pants and, and it, you feel all the weight. With the apron, it's much more um, comfortable and sort of, you forget that it's there. Hmm. And it's not just any apron. It's, it's these in particular, the way they're built. I, well, I mean, these Calavera aprons, they're all hand built one at a time. Yeah. So it, it's... You know, it's a work of art in and of itself, as well as a tool. But you, just right, you don't feel it on your hips or on your shoulders even at all. You don't. Hmm. Um, it's it's a well designed tool. Yeah. Plus, if you're wearing shorts, you can't tell if you're wearing any pants or not. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. That's, that's we've a had that bonus. question. Somebody that's how you guys. That can, that's how you yeah, guys was can my blow dad. up on uh, Instagram. <laughs> that's it. The pantsless woodworkers. <laughs> Yeah, and he has different <laughs> he has different lengths and stuff. So I think mine is uh, maybe the shortest one, and Rich has like maybe the medium sort of length. Yeah, I got a I'm, short one, yeah. even though I um taller. And and Mike, he was saying, "You sure?" You know, I said, "No, I'm sure," and it's exactly the way I like it. You know, because it's sort of almost tool belt height for me. You know, that's sort of how I wanted it. Did you meet Mike before? Did did you know Mike before WorkbenchCon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I bought my apron um, maybe three years ago now. So how did you find Mike? Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it, it might have been through like a giveaway that he was doing with somebody else. And I think that's maybe how I found him. Um, and I, you know, I followed for a while and I always wanted one. Then it was like, tax season, got a tax return. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy an apron. It's nice. an investment, but it it's a lifetime tool. It's a lifetime thing. Yeah. Sure. You know, if a rivet gives way or something like that, which might happen in, you know, 10 years or something on a leather garment, you just replace it. Yeah, I've put a chisel through my pocket and I just, I stitched it back up myself with, I had some leather working stuff before that. Um because I messed around with my belt. I made like little spots for certain tools and made like a, a holder for my construction master calculator, stuff like that. So I actually have a patch. You can see that white thread there. So that's where I stuck a chisel right through the threads in the pocket. You can see that that would happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be lost without that thing. Yeah, yeah you get used to it. That was making fun of me because yesterday we were out at the, uh, we went to the yoga studio. So... Instead of carrying it, I decide, well, I'm just going to put it on. So then once it's on, you you know, when you work in the shop every day, you don't really think about how you look or you're dressed or anything. So I'm out in public, out on the street, walking around with my apron on. <laughs> going to get so a any, coffee. Anybody in Atlantic Highlands that saw a character walking around with an apron on at yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning? That was Rob. It was Rob. <laughs> I'm a woodworker. Yeah, you don't think twice about it, you know. You've got yeah. the nice white bison. Yeah, with the, I do. Um, I mean, 
It's really. Well, the only thing he doesn't carry in it is any money. His, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's another story. Or identification. Anything. No. <laughs> I'm not geared for the outside yeah. world. What are you doing to the yoga studio? Uh, so we built a couple benches um, with cubbies. And then we're actually, we built a wall. So they have a separate room. You'll be hanging a door in there. We did the, uh, we got the material about three o'clock yesterday from Builders General. So we put up the wall. We finished that up today and then we sheetrock the inside. So yeah. we're going to insulate, sheetrock the outside. I mean, it's a wall, but it's got four sides, four faces. The one wall has to go this way and that way. Yeah, because there's a bathroom <laughs> door that has to swing. So it's got like a corner cut out of it. You're insulating it for sound? Yeah. yeah. So we'll use like the a nice therapy room, the nice, nice rock wool. Yeah. Good itchy stuff. Yeah, that stuff is itchy. Yeah, so that's it. That you know, it's family. You get called in. We were over um, doing the desk, but uh, Danny did some nice work for us. Yeah, yeah great, you saw that yeah. video that I just put up today. Yeah. So that was Rich's son is the mm-hmm. um, photographer and videographer for the Jets. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah so he came yeah. in, shot some some yeah, was pictures cool. and video. Yeah, very and, impressive. Yeah, yeah, he's good. <laughs> I mean, he must be. He's, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's only what? Uh, how many teams in the NFL? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah, so there's thirty-two guys like him out there. And how? But you're a Cowboys fan. Yes. <laughs> Saw that on the truck too. <laughs> he's not a. Uh, I'm not. Can't, I can't say what he is. So. He's a Jets fan. <laughs> I can't bring that out. He's the Jets fan. He loves the Jets. It's his favorite yes. team. Yes. <laughs> well, how you we're not going to get into football <laughs> about uh, the petty gripe of the week, there. Okay, listen. This is my turn for the petty gripe of the week. Well, you gotta tell him, Rich. You know this is this was usually yeah, this is usually Rob's thing. Rob's thing. But you know what? Rob had I, a gripe too. I came up with a better gripe. And when I heard Rich's gripe, I I had to you know just exit stage left. Okay, here we are. Scenario: <laughs> Saturday afternoon, it's four o'clock. You're sitting in your backyard. You're relaxing, having a beer, and all of a sudden, across the way, you hear somebody start their lawnmower up. And if it's not the lawnmower, it's the weed whacker or the trimmer. Four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. No, six o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. That late, he starts up his lawnmower. The man doesn't even have a job. Why does he wait till Saturday to cut his grass? Now, how far away is this guy's house? Right across the street. So this is a suburban neighborhood. Oh, if I had a gun, I could have shot him. But he's that close. <laughs> but you wouldn't have. No, I would not have. <laughs> and you're not a very good shot. So and this is not close. this is not just this past Saturday. This has been going on all summer. The guy just doesn't have any clue that he's annoying people that are sitting to, trying to relax. Maybe it's me. Maybe you shouldn't cut your grass at Saturday at night at, at in the afternoon. Yeah, so what are your parameters? You have, you have parameters to yes, that. Yes, you want to cut your grass? <laughs> 10 to 2 on a Saturday. Well, cut on the weekend. I don't care if you cut you on the grass all weekend if you want. Week, you mean? Weekday, the weekday, exactly. But Sunday, Saturday, do not be cutting your grass in the afternoon. Are you talking about legislation here? Oh, yeah, I'm going to push push for it. <laughs> you got to start going to council meetings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, the, the viewers may not know, our viewers, but your viewers certainly know that your interest in landscaping and such. But I agree. I agree with Rich because my, my biggest frustration about making videos is my neighbor with a leaf blower. <laughs> and so I have a neighbor across the street and... 
they he he's not blowing his leaves. This guy is like, <laughs> I think he invented like cell towers or something. He's oh like, God. yeah. Uh, they have 17 acres and their horses. They have all these horses and all this stuff. Anyway, they have uh, one or two maintenance guys who work there. And they literally would start up at 6.30 in the morning sometimes where I'd walk over. So one time we had a snowstorm. <laughs> And I get up very early. I, I love the morning. Nobody's awake. The house yeah. is quiet. I can get something done. And it's maybe 10 after 6. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. There's an inch of snow on the ground. And it's snowing right now. And all of a sudden, I hear the leaf blower. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and so uh, I walk over there. And I told them, I I said, you can't do this. I mean, you got to at least wait until 9 o'clock. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it's a frustration for me, but I am guilty of using a leaf blower. They're really, really loud and really obnoxious. Uh, and when you have neighbors, um, I, I I think I use my leaf blower once a week. Literally, this my neighbor, because it's such a big piece of property and it's the maintenance guy, Yeah. Uh, every day. This time of year? Oh, yeah. This time of year, dropping. every day. I mean, he could theoretically wait... Yeah. He could be like, okay, well, Thursdays and Mondays are a good day. Let the leaves accumulate a exactly. little bit. Exactly. But he doesn't. It's every day. And <laughs> now uh, this this guy has no right. He's got no sense. You won't talk to him. I. You know what? If I talk to him, I'm going over there with a bat. But can you do that without going? over <laughs> I don't there with know a bat? because I'm what about a, a note? I could do yeah, that. That's a good idea. Thought. Just do a note. So you know you're a really great neighbor or whatever. Yeah. But um, if you could cut your lawn between these times. That way, you always look good. Yeah. Do I have yeah. to sign it? Trust me, I'm the same person. I say I talk myself down yeah, oh because yeah. I'm like, there's been times where I'm walking across the street and then I'm like, wait a minute, mellow out. This doesn't have to go there. Well, I, I mean, think it's self defense. I had a bad heat at a lawnmower. Yeah. I know your I know your frustration, but I would go. I would I would definitely. You'll feel better. Oh yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah it it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, because then at least you've. Uh, expressed your distaste in his timing yeah so if you do get in an argument about it or something it's at least well, he's gonna know it's somebody in that bat. area oh well, you, put, you sign, sign it, it. yeah you sign it no, no, just okay. say hey i'm right across the street go to the dollar store and get yourself a nice card like yeah. this yeah <laughs> there you go yeah i want to know what you got on those other three yeah you'll know yeah, that that's a good idea that i'm sure you're touching a nerve out yeah, there. yeah exactly see i have the electric mower but i still wait until like at least nine yeah, that's just yeah late in the mo- late in the morning. But just stop after two o'clock. Jesus yeah. Christ, stop already! See, I, I get your frustration, but there's some other guy that doesn't want to hear it between ten and two. Yeah, I come from the city. I've been out here for a long time, almost twenty years. So we never experienced these things. We didn't have lawn mowers and such. And I, I call it the song of the suburbs. Those gas powered tools. Because there, there's always somebody using one. If you live in a neighborhood where there's like four yards that sort of meet in a corner somewhere, it's that close, you're going to hear something almost every day. Absolutely. And like I said, I'm guilty because I cut my lawn and I use the leaf blower and I do all that stuff. But yeah. I don't do it. The only difference, and so I have a neighbor directly across from me and they'll cut their lawn. Yeah. But again, it's the homeowner doing it. So I'm the homeowner yeah. doing my work. He's the homeowner doing his work. 
And the the other piece of property is just a mammoth piece of property. I think there's four home. I think there's there's a, two stables, three houses Jeez, on wow. 17 acres, and it's just nonstop. So Sunday the blower will come out, and uh, it, it's it, it's. It actually has affected my quality of life because it gets oh, me yeah. it gets me aggravated. Oh yeah, and, and I and, Rich texts us. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking after work, and Rich is showing us pictures. He's sitting out with his chimney going, yeah. and he's got a cold, frosty one. And this one you hear. Fifteen minutes later, going on, all going. Oh, it's it's. I told you, buy him an electric uh, mower. No, I ain't buying him mower. I'm gonna buy him a bat. <laughs> no, not really. I'm not going to do that. Just in case something happens. To <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a suspect. They're coming straight for you, right? Okay. Yeah. Listen. So that, I hope that you guys chime in. Who, what time you should be cutting your grass? Yeah, what day, what time? Especially on the weekend. I want to know. Uh, well, Am I nuts? No. I don't well, know. I mean, even in John's case with the neighbor... I don't cut my own grass, but I tell the lawn guys when it's okay to come. They'll text me, can we come here on this day? At this time, I would say, no, that's not appropriate. I'm sorry it doesn't work out for you, but you have to come, you know, after such and such a time. I've had the power washer washing the deck. My neighbor was outside, the next door neighbor, and I stopped and said, do you mind if I... I'm going to run the power wash for a while. If, if it's annoying you, I won't, I won't do it now. And she said, oh, no, don't worry about it. So I, I was aware of what I was going to do might infuriate somebody else on a Saturday afternoon. It wasn't that late. It was around 11 o'clock. But, you know, I, I just was aware of my surroundings. I said, well, I don't want to make a big noise. If they're having a barbecue and they're in the pool, I'm out there cutting the grass and cutting the weeds and all that, and everything's shooting up out of the air. It's it's not just not the right thing to do. You're very neighborly. I am. I am. Rich is a neighborly guy. Yeah. You're damn right I am. That's that's the feel I got. <laughs> <laughs> just don't catch him with a bat. <laughs> now, John, I hope you're ready for this. Oh sure. yeah. <laughs> uh, we came up with uh, something that we want we want to do with all our guests, and this is it's twenty quick fire questions. Now we don't we want you to it. dwell on it. We okay. just want an answer. Just and maybe quick. if we want to go to the next level, okay. we'll, we'll ask you about it. So so we're going to keep going on around the table here so with our questions. So Rob's first. No, no I'm no, first. Oh, first. It's, like a, it's like an either or kind of thing. Okay, great. So coffee or tea? Coffee. Biscuit joiner or domino? I just got the domino. <laughs> <laughs> have, to, have to learn how to use it. Boxes or briefs? Boxers. <laughs> Painted or stained? Both. <laughs> Spring or fall? Spring. 16-inch tape measure or 25-inch tape measure? Foot. You mean foot. Yeah, foot. Sorry. 16 foot. <laughs> That's a small tape. Uh, hamburger or hot dog? Hamburger. Mm. Regular or mechanical pencil? Regular. Seinfeld or The Office? The Office, but both. <laughs> <laughs> Square driver Phillips. That's a no-brainer, Phillips. <laughs> I like Phillips. Windows or Mac? Oh, wait. Square drive? <clears throat> Rob Ruse. I thought we were talking about slit drive. What do you call it? When it's oh, not just uh, slot. Like slotted. slotted. 
I'm yeah, going to so say square. I'm, say square. I'm saying square yeah. then. Yeah. Actually, star. I like star. Yeah, yeah a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Rich, yeah, Rich likes the star. So we got uh, Windows or Mac? Mac. Push saw or pull saw? Pull saw. Chicken wings, bone in or boneless? Bone in. And sub question, blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese. <laughs> so, those are correct answers. <laughs> <laughs> Dovetail or box joint? Dovetail. You already answered this question. Morning person or night owl? Morning person. Yeah. Inset or overlay? Inset or overlay? Doors. Doors. Inset. All right. Except for shop furniture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> beach or mountains? I'm more mountains. I used to be more beach. Tight bond one, two, or three? Two is easier to clean up, I think. Pizza or Chinese? I'm going to say both, but I'm, I would lean towards Chinese. Mm. All right. Last but not least, bar clamp, pipe clamp. A uh, bar clamp? A bar clamp. All right. Okay, you can stay. <laughs> that was fun. That's a good one, guys. We had a hard time coming Those up are good ones. Things. I like that. That was like the entire lunch yesterday. Yeah. It was like, man, we're going to come up with 20 Tell, questions. It's very telling of who you're, you know. It's, you know, you know the, I heard something good on Joe Rogan the other day. He goes, I can tell a lot about a person if they think that Lee Harvey Oswald was a lone gunman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like, wow, that's, that's a good one. Supernatural good skill. Yeah. yeah. So we got to get moving. We got a lot of stuff on the menu. Yeah, we, we, got, got, two we got two pages right, cool. today. We've had two pages. So, Jeff, you want to go with the first question of the week? Yeah, so this is from uh, Alec. That's Al, Al, he- Ooh, sorry. Al Head Woodco on Instagram. Uh, repeat offender here. He said, I try to get in the habit of creating a jig or template anytime I have repetitive work on a project. What are some of your go-to jigs that you couldn't live without that save time and improve accuracy? My go-to jig has been a cross-cut sled. I just love a big a big cross-cut sled. Yeah. That's a good one. We, we've uh, messed around with a couple. Now we have the saw stop, so we don't really uh, use one a lot, but they're good for doing dados in the middle of stuff stuff like that um i think i just took apart that one that we had yeah the old one we built uh the confession or the altar rail for saint anthony's every baluster had a dado in the you know in the center it fit over top of the bottom rail and the top rail wow, so we made a yeah wow. we made 42 feet of four inch on center wow balusters so we made a you know a full jig to do that you know, we talked a lot about this. We don't have a lot of jigs that we use all the time. Yeah. We're more purpose-built yeah. sort of jigs. Yeah. You know, we'll find a, a task and say, man, we need to figure out how to do this quick. Um, I think the only one we have around the shop, and we don't even use it that much, we have a little... It's like a cross-cut sled, but it cuts a 45. So it's essentially a oh, square. frames. Yeah. 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 You know, turn 45, and it's great for cutting, like, very small pieces, you know, five sixteenths of an inch square or something like that that you'd use to just accent a panel or something. I like uh, Jeff's term purpose build yeah, or purpose jig, or yeah, because I'm sort of the same way. I don't use a ton of jigs, and often when I'll build something, I'll think, okay, I'll 
I'll build this, but then I, I end up never building the same thing again. And yeah. then it just, it's, <laughs> they hang on the wall one. for a couple yeah. of years until we finally, you know, when we're having a cleansing. Yeah, that's or a purge. Yeah, a purge. Go. You got to get rid of it. Yeah. I just thought of this. So this is bench dog angle jig set fence to five and five eighths of an inch. So that's to cut. <laughs> <laughs> to cut this angle. Uh, yeah, to cut this small angle on these bench dogs. Well, you might use that one a lot because those will break and you'll replace them. Right, yeah. so I'll hang so on to it. Yeah, but it's that's not something small. that gets pulled out. It hasn't get pulled gotten you pulled out since I made it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I can see you put a lot of care into that, uh, the joinery and everything in that jig. I like that. Yeah, we have a sir. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, that's how my jigs look. Eighteen inch nails. Uh, Everything's you know, just popped together nails. with an eighteen inch, inch and a quarter nail. It is walnut plywood, though. Yeah, there you go. Put some stain on that. that that's you got to write the instructions because you will forget by the oh, next for sure. time you. Yeah. That's what I love about these two guys. They 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 can see. You guys can build jigs for anything. Me, I'm kind of still kind of like trying to figure out. Mine would look worse than that. But these yeah. two guys, they they have a good eye for coming up with a real good jig yeah. uh, for a lot of the work that we do. Yeah, it's thanks. amazing what a jig will do. Yes. I mean, from a safety point of view sometimes yeah. and uh, just being like I've become a big uh, a big user in flush cut bits and so I'm always making for shaping something, I'll just yeah. make a quick thing out of MDF, and the, the ball bearing seems to roll nicely against the MDF. Yeah. This is going to be a two beer. There you go. <laughs> Session. Yeah, we're. I think we might be more template oriented. Than yeah. Jig. Um, you ready for one? You know, it's hard. It's you. hard because everything we do is is um, like a one off. So it's yeah. hard to make something that's going to be. I think if you're, yeah, I think if you're making tables, you know over and over again, then it makes sense. That's where that jig is. You just kind of well, bang well, it out. The only thing we have a jig for now is the Adirondack chair. Yeah. Basically, we have all the patterns cut. Yeah. And so yeah. that's basically, we count that as a jig. It's about 10 pieces with the instructions written on them, uh, how to create the, we have like a sort of a craftsman style Adirondack chair. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, like we're looking to do a yeah. whole... I, you should make a video about it. Yeah, At least document it so you mm -hmm. can. If you don't want to, if you if you don't want to do the voiceover, although I think you've got a great voice for voiceover, and I'm not <laughs> yeah, just yeah. picking him out of you two. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm okay. just saying. Yeah, Jeff, you, Jeff, went, you met him in Atlanta and all that. He's got a good voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, he could actually. Uh, I mean, some people can do voiceover. Yeah, and Jeff's literate. He he does a really good job. And he knows he uh, knows the names of illiterate? things. You haven't seen me read. He knows the names of things. And yeah. Yes. But anyway, yes. but my point being there is if you, it takes so much more time to build something and it takes some of the fun out of it sometimes yeah. to film it. But when the job is done, you'll have all that footage that you can edit, then re-edit for so many different platforms and platforms that aren't even out there yet. Yeah. Because yeah. we were talking about TikTok earlier, mm -hmm. which I just thinking about starting and I think, well, geez, I've got almost 10 years of content that I've archived and I can re-edit yeah. it for TikTok and the same thing. So building an Instagram, like, so you, we've talked that you've gotten a lot of your business and your connections through Instagram. Yeah. Sometimes I'll put up a post of a, like a flashback Friday fast forward build that happens in 30 seconds. And literally I only thought about posting that, you know, 
6.30 in the morning. I'll go, I'll put that up at 8.30. And by the end of the week, it might have 50,000 views and get 400 new followers. So you don't really, like often I don't know what's going to hit and what's not going to hit. But what it is, I think what it's doing is it's always telling the story of, in my case, and it will be in your case, of who I am and who you are. Yeah. Because the content is formed about around anything you're doing or making. Yeah. So something like an Adirondack chair, especially something with an arts and crafts uh, feel to it, I think could really blow up. Yeah. So Rob actually just finished the, um, I wouldn't say finished, but yeah, basically completed the plans. Um, with and the instructions, yeah. Yeah, uh, the instructions on how to build, the SketchUp drawings, all that. So we're so hoping to shoot a video the, and then, yeah, and then put out the plans for purchase with the video. That's a, that's a, yeah. that's become a, a, a nice revenue stream for me is selling plans lately. Mm-hmm. I had always given my plans away because I, they were just hand-drawn plans. I, I haven't taken the time to learn SketchUp or yeah. any of the other There's things. There's a full part-by-part dimension with instructions. That's a beautiful thing. So... So if you make the video on the how-to and then you have the plans, that way somebody like me or anybody can go and watch it on YouTube, buy the plans, and I get in on sometimes my comments that when someone's building a piece of furniture that I've built and put on YouTube and they've bought the plans, they have a TV in their shop with a you know fast-forward and rewind, and they'll... It's almost like a private instruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think you should do that. I think that you're you guys will. I mean, look at the technology leap. Literally, I here. oh yeah, I know. In the last two months, there's been yeah. a huge technology leap. I think, and yeah. so you'll laugh about it. It'll be a pain, but then when you have it, it'll be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping Daniel help us out. Yeah, he says because yeah. he he wants some more work in his house. So. There you go. Oh, you're doing the we trade live, thing. Yeah. We live in the border economy. Yeah. We yeah. just finished his desk. So, <laughs> and all my other uh, siblings, uh, children out there, don't get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's a real contributor. Yeah, just so oh, not know. that my other son has it. He, he, oh, yeah. He ran in the fact, electricity for us. So we're in debt to Ricky. We are. We we actually ran up a tab with Ricky because yeah. he ran all the two twenty for us every time. Oh, he's an electrician. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. When we got new equipment, he oh, came man. out and he didn't just do this slam bang job. He came out. He oh, spent yeah. hours running lines, bending the conduit. Oh yeah. I, I mean, he took the time to do really really nice work. Like, hey, and, we got an air conditioner. And- yeah. <laughs> we need somewhere to plug it in. <laughs> so, Ricky, it's coming. Believe me, it's coming. Yeah. We don't know what, but yes, well, we I know. know. He saw know. he saw Danny's desk, and I got yeah. a note that said, "Nice desk." Yeah, so. no, I okay. know there was a little bit of uh, we yeah. called him a desk. It's undertone in his voice desk, there, though. It's it's going to be much more. Well, I hate to tell you guys, he wants two. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> two desks. No, no. <laughs> two of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's only fair. Well, it's only fair. That could be the kick in our ass that we need. <laughs> well, who watched the video? We'll give him the plans. Yeah, yeah. You can do next one. That's, big. that's what I said. Take that opportunity. Take that project opportunity exactly. to make a video. And yeah. Then it pays. Then it, then then you got your electrical work, and then it pays on the YouTube content. Right. Creating exactly. Yeah. Question number two. Yeah. Who wants to read it? Go ahead, Rich. After rough cutting parts, how long do you let them accumulate? Acclimate. Before moving on. And this is from Keith from 2-Bit Woodworks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know Keith. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I just keep working. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if I get to it that day, 
generally things are in my shop and I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't get too crazy about that. I mean, I'm using, you don't work with Jeff. I'm using kiln drying wood, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after rough cutting, um, I wouldn't say that we let it acclimate. I like to, after it's face jointed and plain, that's the other difference. We're working with rough, rough Where lumber. I'm mostly yeah. using S4S. Yeah. Mostly. Uh, yeah. So that's mo- already moved a lot. Um, so we face joint plane, and then I like to let it sit overnight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just well, because you're exposing, you know, the outside of the wood has the lowest humidity or the lowest um, moisture content. So once you take those off, you've exposed an area with more moisture. So you really should let it sit. You know, at least for a little while. We might be taking off a quarter of an inch, so yeah. we're exposing a lot of new wood. Yeah, and and I might just be letting it sit because a, a furniture build, and most of them are recorded now, takes me three times as long to yeah. build if I'm filming. <laughs> That's right, definitely because at least yeah, it takes yeah. so much longer to build. It's but the thing I love about love about that though is it is a timeless thing, and I you know the I. There's sort of a nice thing, a nice feeling of thinking like maybe one day one of my kids will build one of there these things mm-hmm. and I'll be able to explain Grand it to kid. them. You know, who knows? You never yeah. know. Yeah. So, Keith, um, I hope that answers your question. I guess if you're you know, working with S4S, um, just rough cutting it to length, probably you don't have to wait at all if uh, you're surfacing wood like we are. Yeah. It's it's good to wait a day or so in between. Um, and stick steps. out of wood. Yeah. Yeah, we put... Um, Little half inch by half inch stickers between everything. Keith is actually he's going to come on the podcast in about uh, three weeks, I think. Yeah, it's news to me. <laughs> All right. yeah, he's not, a great guy. I'll be you. I'll be recording a video with him tonight at six o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll actually, doing Thursday. We were talking a little while ago. He said, "Yeah, I'm trying to pick out beer for tonight." <laughs> <laughs> One big happy family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think we hit this next question a little bit uh, on the twenty questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bridger. 1101 on Instagram. He wants to know, what's your preferred type of door? Inset, overlay, half overlay? I like inset. Inset yeah. is the nicest. Uh, yeah. I I like inset, inset doors and inset drawers. Yes. Agreed. I, th- I think we, we all like that. I mean, we appreciate the craft of doing it. Possibly in like an ultra-modern piece, an overlay, a full overlay might work design-wise. Yeah. You know, to get a big flat slab sure. kind of look. But in general, if you're talking to woodworkers, we're going to want to, you know, flex a little bit and do the, the nicest, hardest. Yeah, path. and John yeah. made a good point that uh, for shop-wise, overlay doors is fine, Oh, yeah, too. it'll be whatever's on hand most exactly. of the Exactly. Depends on who's built it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, okay, we don't want to <laughs> look over there. What's funny, though, and I think that, uh, see, I th- one of the comments that, kept coming up in the video I did of the shop tour here is how nice the shop is. And I think that even with o- o- um, over, what do you call them? Overlay. Again? Overlay doors still looks good. Yeah. <clears throat> but the idea of, <clears throat> excuse me, the idea of having a, a shop that looks nice and looks organized, uh, especially in this time of Instagram and YouTube and everything else, helps because you're almost creating a space that the viewer would want to be in. So yeah. I try to think of that. And if you go back to 
like the very first videos I did, I mean, they're just the the shop is horrible. (laughs) So the cabinets are cabinets that were once in the house, so they're burnt that out there. (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much like that. Overlay. And I used to I used to clean my brushes, my my paint brushes. To get some of the paint out, I would just rub them on the doors to get, you know, the excess paint out. So I look at those videos, those old videos, and the shop is just a yeah. disaster because I, I didn't care. I, now, it's nicer to... I I like being in the nicer shop. It's more Yeah, I mean, we spend a lot of time here. Sure. We do. So, you know, you like to be around nice things, so... Yeah. For me, I mean, it took me, I don't know, two days to build that sanding court. Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the wood. It's nice wood, and but it's not really about that. We have the wood laying around; it's everywhere. We burn more wood than some people buy in a year. Um, the cutoffs, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. But that's the best way to get rid of scrap wood. Yeah. You don't feel as bad. No, yeah. throwing it yeah. in a can is just like a sin. Yeah. Yeah. We give but away. I mean, we give away. We'll have a guy come and pick up six fifty-five gallon barrels full of cutoffs. I, I can see it because yeah. what are you going to do? And it, there's a. Like you said, you have to purge occasionally, yes. and you really do. Otherwise, the walls just close yeah, in. Yeah, you can't save everything. No. You, and you, once you get rid of it, you don't even remember you had it. And it's more work to try and figure out how to use a piece that you have than it is to just, you know, pull, yeah. pull in another board, mark it up, and cut it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, because we don't use opaque finishes 99% of the time, it doesn't match. You know, we want to take it from the same batch of, of wood where coming from a few trees and and the tone and the grain and everything is going to be a better match for the entire project, for the suite of pieces that will go with it. Yeah, absolutely. It makes total sense. Yeah, so I'd rather take a little extra time and, you know, make it nice. I was going to say one other thing. So, like, a shop, a good shop that's well-maintained, in my view... Because well, I'm thinking about my shop. I'm just, I was thinking about myself. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, no. I'm starting, starting to consider my shop like a productive man cave. Yeah. So it's a place I want to be, but it's a place where things actually get done. So I'm going to, you, you, everybody knows I'm sort of renovating it a little bit and pushing walls out here and there. Yeah. And the goal is to really make it a place that, I really want to be in. Yeah. And when somebody comes in there, they're like, wow, this is really a good place to be. Well, it's yeah. like being at the Norm Abrams shop. From, uh, yeah. this old well, we all started the, by watching that oh, PBS yeah. show. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, not to spend too much time, but if you look around, you'll see we have a witty dartboard over there. We yeah. all bought <laughs> <laughs> made wooden darts. Yeah, did yeah. we didn't know that there were, what, 24? Or 12, yeah, 12. Yeah, so we have... <laughs> Uh, you know, we 36. have music playing in here, you know, all day long. We all li- You don't want to see our scully board. That's we have around. scully <laughs> on, the, on the pavement here. So we, as Jeff said, we spent a lot of time here and we can relax here. We have the extension outside, which is the deck on the back. That's nice. The guys generously, you know, came and helped me build because it's actually stuck to the back of my house. But we spend a lot of time there. Sure. Um, and so it's really, this is a home away from home for everybody. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's like that commercial. I don't know. I may have said this before. Um, what is it? Like happy cows make good cheese. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. you saying that, but it makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know, if you're miserable at work, 
the work is going to be affected by that. Yeah, it'll so. be reflective of that. Yeah. Sure. You, you know, guys, we sound like politicians now because we, <laughs> we way beyond what the question was. Yeah. All right, let's let's move need a on. Mute button. Uh, Don't forget to add the southern accent. Oh, yeah. who's reading it? Me? You yeah. did. Okay, this is from Vance Edwards on YouTube. What do y'all think is the most overrated woodworking tool? Over, well, overrated. Well, <laughs> I'll let John answer this That's hard. first. That's a hard we, question. We, we actually discussed this before this, hmm. uh, mm. and we overrated. came up with one. Now I remember, tool. yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, um, it's kind of a personal... Wow. Yeah, Overrated. If a, yeah, if you ha- usually if you've had a bad experience with something, it'll probably... I'm going to drop these pieces on the table and see if it will spark something. Oh, cap, glue caps? The shop bot. Glue bot. Glue bot. The glue bot. The fast oh, cap that, glue bot. I don't use a glue bot. It Us was, either. No. We don't need more. No. We have, we've all we used it one. in times of raw. I have my own Woodworking glue professional. Like a uh, generic sort of bottle. It's like a yeah, it's just like a generic bottle. Mm-hmm. It's a soft plastic and it squeezes nicely. No, this was yeah. the one that had the yeah. The, I've comes seen from the bottom. People up. using that for years. Yeah. And I always thought I don't, I don't no, need it's, that. it's like a gravy boat. I was for, about to say it's yeah. the same principle of the fat separator yeah, not gravy for boat, yeah. Uh, I got yeah. for gravy. Yeah, um, I've had an issue. The cap always leaks air, and then you squeeze it, and the glue doesn't want to come out. I threw them all away. I had a couple of they're they're gone. Huh. I uh I I don't I think I've pared my shop down to everything that I don't think is is good or usable. Um Yeah, we had a hard time. We don't even have one oh, of yeah, these exactly. here. I went to look for one, but it's just <laughs> we only threw it away. Left. <laughs> yeah. I mean there's a lot of silly there's a lot of silly things in the yeah. Some of these woodworking catalogs. Yeah. I'm not going to say name. I'm <laughs> not going to name any no, of them. Yeah, we, but we all are thinking. Of I will. I will. Some of this woodpecker stuff. Uh, I don't need a $200 speed square. Yeah, it's not a woodworking tool, in my opinion. That's for framing. Um, these depth gauges for the table saw. Oh, the blocks and things like that. Well, too. you know, it has two sides with a little like it's like a combo square okay. that you can sit and measure the height of the blade. Yeah, I wouldn't use that. Yeah. For me, I mark a line and I'll bring the blade up to the line. And then yeah. I'll test it. So if I'm making a lap joint, exactly. it might look like it's on the line, but I'm like, let me test it real quick. Yeah. And then I might have to lower it or raise it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's it's funny. I, there's always going to be a difference between somebody who's doing something every single day. Like on our throat plates, before we got the saw stop, they were just homemade, you know, shop made throat plates that were made out of wood. But you raise the blade through. Yeah. And so. On the underside, I would have marked the depth of, let's say, a common thing like, uh, you know, uh, a dado or something in a, in a style and rail. So that's where it's always there in place of those depth blocks. It's just a pencil line on the throat plate. <laughs> then I, as I raise up the blade, turn, put the throat plate back in. And, you know, so there's really no need for those yeah. tools. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um there's a there's a lot of the big woodworking catalogs that are full of things that uh that I don't need that I just yeah. don't need and and I and anything that you don't need is in your way yeah that's what that's happens true. i mean we're in a limited footprint here and every day almost we're thinking about it in one form or another like yeah. how do we rearrange this where do we stick this 
You could see the big sanders shoved kind of out of the way there. Yeah, out of in disrepair <laughs> again. He's out of commission right now. What about a Performax? We, we had, had one. one, yeah. You, you didn't like it? or Too much deflection because of the open end. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. I So I had the 25 to... I used to have the uh, the two drum 25. Oh, really? But you need something bigger than 25? Uh, well... See, we were thinking about getting rid of this, and now we're thinking we're going to repair it. Well, that's again. why I saw this for sale sign. Yeah, thing on Instagram. So the the bearings are, I mean, I guess you call them bearings. They're like these bronze bearings on the drum. They first one went out, and now the other one went out because I guess the first one was messed up first. Um, so we're going to replace the drum and see what happens, and probably try and keep it. But we're going to give Barry another chance. Yeah, Barry Sander. I mean. In theory, it's a 38-inch dual drum sander. It should be, you know, Perfect. an asset to the shop. Yeah. But we got it. We replaced the feed belt motor. We, I mean, Jeff and I had this thing apart one day down to thing. We didn't even know what we were doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we put more into it than we, ha- than we even paid for it. Yeah, we bought it really inexpensively. Otherwise, we probably would have uh, just set it out on the curb by mm-hmm. now. Because it's been frustrating. One piece or one element goes after the other. It yeah, was I mean, probably it, used hard Yeah, right before you got it. I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, they said they didn't really use it, but... But I don't think they took care of I it. I think, it. yeah, having sat for a long time... I don't think Blaisdell used it. I think whoever had it before Blaisdell yeah, probably used yeah. it. Because, I, I mean, I was good friends with everybody over at Blaisdell. And I would go there. Uh, and I never saw... There was... So at Blaisdell, you had Bruce, mm-hmm. you had Jerry. Jerry passed away about a year ago. Yeah. And then you had Al. Yeah, Jerry was a super nice guy. Yeah. What yeah. a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, and then you had Al, who was a much older gentleman, and he would just kind of tinker around and do some things that Bruce wanted done. Yeah. Some things for clients, but they that wasn't that wasn't a wood shop that was humming at all. Yeah. No, he said he... We like sand some skateboard tops and things like some that. They had the, stuff. they had the sandpaper like like one foot on one side. They didn't even have yeah, the whole roll. I, I can see that. <laughs> I think it was like a snowball effect when that bearing went. It set off a chain yeah. reaction to all these other areas, and and we didn't know enough about the machine. Yeah, and um, I've heard from a couple other people that have had similar experiences with the uh, Woodmaster that you know the customer service just not oh, that it's good. horrible. Yeah. Is is Performax customer service any good? I used to have one, and I gave it to my friend Anthony over at Real Antique Wood mm-hmm. uh, for his for his home shop. It was too big for my shop; it needed some work, and I just got a little jet for what I yeah. do, and that works pretty good. Um, but I thought it was a pretty strong machine. Yeah, at the time, we never really needed it. I mean, we pushed that machine past what it was meant to do, and so I don't think we ever faulted it. For maybe not doing anything more. Um, yeah, I mean, we put um, like a thousand board feet of white oak through it. That's for the- right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind, what thickness paper or what a grit? Um, Probably one twenty, maybe yeah, uh, uh, maybe one fifty and yeah. and yeah, one fifty and two twenty maybe. Was it double drum? Just no. the single sixteen thirty two twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah so. I like a drum sander. That's one of the tools that I would probably use more, not because I'm buying most of my wood S4S, mm-hmm. 
that I use more than a planer. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, I I love just being able to bring something down to an exact thickness. Yeah, and take the the blade marks off of mm-hmm. something. It's just a, a nice tool. Yeah, that's what we were kind of hoping with this. It, yeah, it's it's been real hit and miss because we're constantly having Ugh. to learn all the like sort of idiosyncrasies of this particular machine. So it's not a time saver that it needs to be. Not yet. Right. Not yet. At times it's been when we did that big uh, kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. Um, If it was brand new, maybe. But I think there's just. We've been chasing it. We've been chasing all the worn out parts. That's a frustrating thing because your day completely changes in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going to be. This will be done. By 11 or whatever. (laughs) At 11, you're still trying to figure out what's wrong with it. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so now we got the... So we ordered the new uh, bronze bushings. We get them in. Then we come to find out, well, the drum, the hole that the bushing goes in in the drum has been like totally reamed out, and it's a loose fit. So not only do we wait for those to show up to find that out, now we have to order a new drum. We have to wait another, whatever it's going to be, five days or something for the new drum to show up. You well, might want to just get a small one just to have here when this one, just to keep you being able to move. Yeah. Well, we decided that we're going to fix it, give it its uh, 15th chance, <laughs> see how it works. And then if it doesn't work, we're just going to. Yeah. There's only so ways. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to get a wide belt sander, but they're very expensive. All right. So uh, I don't know if we answered your question there, Vance, but. Uh, Overrated, yeah. The wood, the glue bot, glue bot, yeah. And anything that really doesn't do what it advertises to do, yeah. Something that's um, <laughs> cost more than it's worth. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, Barry Conrad on Instagram, he asks us, "Do you charge by the hour or price jobs complete?" Uh, yeah, you- I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, we've talked about our pricing structure. We we break down time and material. Um, and give that directly to the client. Yeah, so. I I think um, he might be inferring. Do we have this running tab, and then we give it to the client at the end of the job and say, "Well, oh, it took no, us no. 124 hours." That would be glorious. Yeah, you know, if we if any woodworker could do that, it's we do figure out the job based on the hours and and present it before the job. But if we Tell the client it's going to take us 100 hours, and they agree to pay us for 100 hours. If it takes us 150 hours, that's on us. Yes. Is that the same for you, John? I bid a job. So uh, if I'm building a piece of furniture, I'll say, this is what it's going to be. Uh, And then no matter what, I never ask for a penny more. That's it. Yeah, that's that's your word. Yeah, (laughs) it just doesn't matter. No. Uh, you know, if something took a little bit longer or the lumber was a little bit more right. expensive or something bad went, you know, something went wrong with the finish and I had to redo it, they, yeah. don't, they don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I think mean, we I, agree 100% yeah. just on principle. That's that's our responsibility. Yeah, you figured that out before the job. And and I think that applies with woodworking and, uh, and furniture making. I think in construction... It may not because you don't know what you're getting into until you get into a wall. Right, pre-existing. You, know? yeah, true. you get into a wall and you're like, oh, man, this needs to get done too. And and then I think that, I think that the client understands that. Yeah. But if you, if you say that it's X for this table, then it's pretty clear that it's X for this table. Going into a wall or 
Oh, yeah. You know, you never know what you're going to well, hit. Yeah. I mean, we've, anytime we're going to build something into a home, we'll note that in our, our contract that, you know, this is dependent on these conditions existing. And if they don't, we'll have to, you know, that makes sense. Revisit that's a, that's, change order. that's yeah. a little right. bit of a combination of fine woodworking right. and construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've had jobs with change orders that were like design based. Mostly um, they are. Yeah. So if that happens, we'll um, we'll look at the change, come up with the price, submit it to the homeowner, and then we'll you know they'll remit a payment to make up the you know the new balance. Right. Um, the kitchen we just did, like we added glass in places where there weren't glass. Uh, what else do we do in that? Well, added we some added shelves, shelves and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Just changes if it if it has an effect on like our process of you know, fabrication or whatever, uh, and we have to spend more time, we'll have to charge yeah. for it. If it doesn't, we're not going to just make up a price to, you know, suit ourselves. Yeah. Sure. All right, Conrad, I hope that answers your question. Rich? How do I cut off dowels using a pull saw without damaging the workpiece? Matthew... That's I can't even say Chow that. Ducati. Yeah. Chow, Chow Ducati on, on Instagram. Paisano. I'll tell you what <laughs> yeah. I've been doing. It works great. Is I use a router with a straight bit and I I open up the uh plate. So I made a I made a custom plate for my cordless router with an open end on it. I used to use a dovetail bit in a router that the dovetail bit was broken and then broken or stuck inside the bit. So I'd used that for literally more than a decade. But uh, that router finally died. And now my, I think it's my rigid cordless router is set up with uh, just a straight bit, an open-end plate on the router, and I basically will cut the dowel or the plug, uh, maybe a 64th heavy, and then get the rest of it with a sanding block. Because especially if you're in the middle of a piece of furniture... So if you're on the edge, yeah, this you can get it with the saw. You still may slip, still might cut the veneer. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the center of a cabinet, it might be hard to sort of bend that blade to get a nice flush flush cut. With the router, it's it's fast. It's never failed me. Yeah, That's I've done that before. Yeah. yeah, the open ended base plate. It mm-hmm. works so good. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah, Matthew, <laughs> write that down too. I'd say I think I think I have a video on Instagram that's got I don't know thousands of views mm-hmm. from. Something like that. And that's just one of those, the trick to Instagram is if you can make like an aha moment video mm-hmm. that's also satisfying, Yeah, they sometimes like, oh, wow, that's easy and it's satisfying and, and they just take off and you can get, you know, all those views. So tell Matthew like exactly where he could find it just in case he doesn't know. If he goes to my YouTube channel and within the next, within the last year, I posted a video. And I think it's cutting plugs with a router. All right. Probably. John Peters, cutting plugs with a router. All right, what's next? So that takes care of my idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, also they make um, they make flush cut saws where this there's no set to the teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put some blue tape around it. Yeah, that works absolutely, um, and I've done that. Yeah, 
I've done it and made the mistake, <laughs> used the wrong saw. Yeah, yeah. We all nice. done it. Yeah. Cuts everything. I tell you what, that's a frustrating thing because it only takes a second. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now you're like, oh, and now you spend all this time trying to make that go away. Yeah. Yes. What kind of filler am make I going to use? Go away. Maybe yeah. a little, you know, epoxy and sawdust will yeah. take care of this. Yeah. yeah. And usually it's cross grain because, you know, you're sawing this direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The router thing works really good. Yeah. I like that idea. This is a good question. Do you want to read it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is from uh, Far Out Woodworks on Instagram. What is a sign of a good shop to work in to gain your education? This goes back again to your origin stories. I'll say uh, neatness and people getting along. You know, people getting along. Uh, if there's like an aggravation, an obvious aggravation in the air, it's not an environment you want to be in. You're not going to last long there. Um it's not a good thing, so try to find yeah. something else. Yeah. Yeah, I say talk to some of the guys and see how long they've been there, too. That's a good, uh, that's a good yeah, one. Because if it is turnover, then you notice something something going on. And a lot of guys will talk. <laughs> you go into the lunchroom and you go into the break and they'll say, hey, that guy's such a dick. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then you know that there's, there's a problem somewhere. Yeah. If you go and the guy's name's Tom, just yeah, exactly. No, no. If the boss's name Tom. is Tom, in quotation, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, you know now in the day of uh, social media, check out any social media pages they have, see the work. If you can go actually see it in person, make sure that it's actually good. Yeah, mm-hmm. because um, a lot of people claim to be doing good work when they're really not. Yeah, yeah. A things, little Photoshop here and there. Things look a lot better on camera than oh, they yeah. do in person and yeah. not even look feel mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing with furniture yeah. it has to look good and it has to feel good yeah i expect anybody when they come up to something that i've made to look at it and then touch, touch it, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then touch it and that's 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 the telling moment yeah. yeah you know i'll i'll add to what you guys have said and it's telling that most of the information you guys have given doesn't have anything to do with woodworking, but it has to do with the character of the people and the work environment because you're really not going to learn anything if there's not a teacher there, if there's not the, the, the pleasant attitude, the, the nurturing, the giving, the sharing. You know, of course you want to find a shop that's doing work that you're interested in, but you won't learn anything there if they're not willing to teach you. And if you dread going to work every day, that's, that's an awful thing. You're not going to yeah. be in the, you're not going to be in the mood. You won't be receptive. We talked about this before. About, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions was for Manny, uh, who's asking health. about mental yeah, health. Mental yeah. health. <laughs> Here's can't the point. You can't I think mental health is really, I don't think a lot of people talk about it. It might be like a, just a kind of a taboo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I need to mentally feel good. And that's not always a natural thing. Sometimes I just don't know what which way is up. Right, you know, how right. what is what the hell's going on kind of thing. What helps me is exercise. I'll go for a walk and I'll see the world a little bit clearer place. Yeah. Um, one thing that if I don't feel mentally good about uh, where I am in a project or where I am for whatever reason that day, the way I get out of it is I do the busy work. So there's always work that needs to get done. And so maybe I don't feel confident in that moment to make that design decision or that hardware decision where you're going to cut into the the project you're working on. I'll step back from it and I'll 
do all those things that have to get done. And then that's the thing. It's amazing the difference a day makes. And you hear these tragic stories about somebody did this or somebody did that. And if they could have just walked away for it. Yeah. The next day. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'll do the busy work. I come in the next day and I, I'm a different person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also don't make any decisions in those moments. So That's like, great advice. You know, just like if you you got to <laughs> identify yourself and then just say, I'm not. I'm just going to do what needs to get done. And I'm not going to do anything else. Yeah. Like then, my neighbor with the lawnmower. There you go. <laughs> just gonna, Write a nice little yeah. note. <laughs> yeah, we're not all perfect every day. So some days no, you just have right. to step exactly. back and say, you know what? Clean the shop. Sand the piece that you've been putting sand. off. You know, anything like that. Then the next day you come in and you're ready to do. Yeah, you're right. Because there's always so much little stuff to do that you could easily not do. You can overlook. You could step over it. That's the best time to do something like that. And it's incredible how you can be 180 degrees a different person yeah. the following day. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just, it, it blows my mind. And that's like advice I'll give to my kids. You know, don't don't make rash rash rash, <laughs> rash. rash. Rash decisions. Rash, you know. rash. Don't catch and, a rash. Yeah. Don't get a and, rash. Uh, and, you know, and nothing is that serious. Just, right. just try to... And just try to do some of the things that need to be done. And if you have to, then don't do any of them. Go for a walk. Yeah. And it's good to have a network. Like, you're working by yourself over there. That's tough. uh, We've all done it. I I worked by myself for almost 15 years. And you do have those days. So um, it's important to have a network. Like, you could always reach out to us. Oh, it's nice to know. know, that, And say, I need a hand with this. Or I just need to tell you about this. Or... Can somebody come over to my shop and, you know, sit me down? <laughs> off the ledge. Just hold the end Talk of the ledge. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that's important to know True. that there are people there for you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we've all had those days here where it's like, listen, I'm going home. Yeah. yeah. I've screwed up this many times. And just, you know, you get into a funk some days. Take your lunch and you just can't you work. Home. Yeah. yeah. It's just go home. And that's the best thing that you can do yeah. because you're not. Anything you get done will probably be wrong. If yeah. You're, if you're right. And then that's going to be that much more work the next, the day, next day. So yeah. it's good for you and it's good for the client too. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I'd like to think that most of the decisions we make are for the yeah. benefit of the client. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Um, it may seem on the surface like it's about us. Like, oh, it's, it's, you know, you had a bad day, yeah. you want to go home. Well, no, it's because the client deserves our best work. So Hell yeah, exactly. if you're not at your best, you go home. Yeah, I think that woodworkers work. hold their work to a very high standard. Yeah. I think they really do. And I think you have to. But uh, I don't know if everybody if everybody in every field does do that. I mean, no. I guess you have that in everything, though. Because yeah. I'll have a, I have a friend who's an electrician, and he, I, I see him as an artist. The way he, the wires go into the box and everything is done. Yeah, yeah my son about, is like that. You know, he's he's so yeah. like that too. Yeah, it can be. So it could be anything. Yeah. It could be all your work can be done like an artist. You know, you just got to care about what it yeah, is. You have to care about what you're doing. Yeah, um, and we do. I mean, and we know you do as well. Thank you. I mean, I think yeah. that's why we hit it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's important core to core beliefs. That's the thing. It's the core belief in that you're trying to make something beautiful and timeless. Right. So 20 years from now, there's still whatever you're made will still be relevant. Right. Yeah. So you're not making something um, 
for I don't know for whatever reason it's you're you're making something that will that will last yeah that will last the time. It, what's funny is we've all been doing this for so long, and I think with every job we almost feel like the you know we we feel like the client has entrusted us with this job, this piece of furniture, these cabs that are going in their house, and we almost feel like we have to you know validate their trust in us by performing to this certain level uh, absolutely and you're there you i'm sure that all three of you and myself are judging ourselves harder than that. oh yeah i was gonna say that to our own worst critics yeah. i have learned not to point anything nothing out gets, yeah. nothing gets past us that nobody else sees you yeah know, that's, sure that's the way it goes so um you want to end with this last one no let me just Yes, I hope that answered your question. Uh, question far out woodworks is that take your time in the shop and don't be afraid to leave or quit because it's not up up to it's not right for you. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, a good good bit yeah, of advice. Yeah, see if you can, um, you know, go in for a day or a couple yeah. of days and feel it out. I've known guys that are really high end uh, cabinet makers that did videos, and they're really dicks to work for. Yeah, and it's just that's the way they are, and they're not going to share their secrets willingly. No, no. <laughs> you know that's the thing. I almost feel like we're in an age of no secrets. Yeah, because there's so much information oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. on the internet, and that's it was, a good point. It, you can't do anything without somebody seeing you. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you, if you want to know something, it was funny because a friend of mine who's a house painter, when I started doing making videos eight or ten years ago. He said, well, there's a lot of secrets you're going to be giving out. I said, I don't, I don't think there's going to be any secrets in any, you know, going forward. Because mm -hmm. if you have some knowledge, you can, somebody, if you, it's not, it's, you didn't think of this on your own. No. You know what I mean? There's, if you've thought of it, somebody else has thought of it. Right. And if you don't put it out there, somebody else will. So you, you just, might as well just yeah. share it. You almost it's good just need everyone. to know the, the question to ask. Yes. If you know the question, That's the, thing. the answer is there. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's good for everyone because the better everyone else gets, then it, yeah. it raises the bar. Yeah, sure does. And then you're not just, oh, yeah, these guys are carpenters. They're just going to slap together some, you know. I agree 100%. Yeah. People are looking at work with a much more critical eye. Right. Which sets you apart from... You know, we get lumped in with the guy that's just slapping it together. Yeah, getting so getting, if everyone gets a little his better, lumber from the home store. Yeah, <laughs> well, I can build that for you. Then just got to run to Lowe's first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich, why don't you read? I this shouldn't last say that. One. I feel like that's being a little snobby. Yeah, there's well, nothing wrong. We're very guilty. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with going to the home store. Oh, no, no, no. But you, as you, long as you're honest about right. It's that's our biggest thing. Your expectations. If you, if you make your drawer boxes out of plywood or you build your, uh, you buy your doors, as long as you're honest with your clients, that's fine. But right. just don't um, misrepresent what you're that's doing. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Thing. We, we've tried to clear that up a couple of times. I think one thing that uh, woodworkers, new woodworkers should really focus on is take, I don't think that's my phone. It sounded like my computer. Okay, good. Um, I just didn't want to be guilty no, of doing phone. the phone thing. I'm getting um, YouTube comments. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think that, um, I forget what I was saying. Something. <laughs> You've been guilty of something. Um, I don't remember. Oh, I think uh, woodworkers, woodworkers, I, I think woodworkers should um, 
take the time and really search out for a lumber supplier where yeah. they live mm-hmm. because the choices that you're going to get and the prices that you're going to spend are going to be much better than what you're going yeah. than, than what's available at the home store and the quality yeah. yeah we're a good example of that because we get our stuff shipped in from Pennsylvania which just the one state over but it's not like we can just go into the store and pick up a board we have to figure out what we need. There's a minimum board footage order. Yeah. So we can't just say, yeah, give us 25 board feet of uh, four-quarter cherry. That won't come on the truck. Yeah, yeah. 300 <laughs> board feet. <laughs> we got to order 300 board feet, so wow. we have to have our ducks in a row. Yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, because you're getting, you're, you're getting the ingredients to yes. make something great, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's like buying your lumber at a quality lumber yard or lumber place where you buy lumber. Uh, is analogous for woodworking as a baker going to a place to buy their ingredients to bake a cake. Exactly. You know, you're not yeah. going to go to the Wawa to get your ingredients for <laughs> no. for a, a good cake. Yeah, so. you're not making a gourmet meal from Walmart. Yeah, you might Walmart. No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't. Walmart's not that bad. I, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I would of never go into it. <laughs> Walmart apologist. Yeah, <laughs> Walmart's one of the worst companies I, in the whole. I would. I, I will agree with that. I don't. I don't I go never to Walmart. Foot Is there Walmart. one around here? Uh, I Neptune, Neptune. I think yeah. is the closest. Yeah, it it's funny because I I was approached by Walmart to do videos for their tools, and I went to it because um, yeah, tools? the heart, right? Yeah, yeah. I first yeah, of all, yeah. I just don't. I can't imagine it being any good. They put a lot of people out of business. And that's a, that's my problem. They put a lot of people out of business, and it's all about it's everything opposite of what we four are doing. Yeah. Right? How do you say like, "Hey, I'm John Peters. Look, I downgraded all my tools." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine, I went from this good stuff to heart. Yeah. Was it paying a lot of money? What? Because Walmart, if you if you want us to, uh, was it good money? Send over four Walmart T-shirts. I couldn't use heart tools. No, I agree. You send I over totally three agree. Walmart T-shirts. It's like going to Harbor Freight. And I don't have a tool company sponsor. I don't think I have anybody who sponsors my tools. Any sponsors out there? There we go. <laughs> Step up. <laughs> I just, um, I, I'll, I'll get free tools, though, from time to time. Yeah. Uh, Acme yeah. Tools will yeah. send me some tools, but yeah. that's not the tools. That's Acme Tools. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, just... Uh, Definitely, definitely try to stay with the higher, the highest quality that you can afford. Like obviously, if you, if you're not, if you can't afford anything else, and you can, you know, you want to get some heart tools, they'll probably right. get the job done. Yeah, but if you're going to use them it. every day, yeah, it's like the beauty of the tool sometimes helps the, the the work you're doing. Yeah. 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 Can't paint without brushes. So Ryobi, good brushes. That's right. So Ryobi, we don't want to sponsor you, so don't even try. <laughs> Which brings us to our last question of yeah. the day. I'm beginning to think that this pension thing is an inside joke. Any truth to that? This is from Keith again from Two Bit Woodworkings. Keith, there's no such thing as a pension. I'm just telling that right now. <laughs> he, uh, this was all a joke because the person I used to work for, this Tom character, uh, thought that I didn't want to work for him anymore because I had to live on my wife's big fat pension. But uh, it wasn't true. So 
he couldn't understand that I just did, I just didn't like him. That I just didn't want to work for him anymore. But uh, so the story about the pension was just like it is an inside joke between all of us, because right now I do need to work. I do I knew I do need this job, and I'm hoping that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, no. In all seriousness, yes, my wife has a pension. Uh, no, it's not a big fat pension, and uh, it, it's it's nice. It, it helps us out in times. But I love to work. I love to work with these guys. So uh, it is an inside joke. But with with this guy Tom, it was just a funny thing with him because he couldn't accept the fact that I told him he made my uh, he made me cringe <laughs> when I was around him. He used it as saying, "Oh." He got to live on his wife's uh, big fat pension. So yeah. it's a joke, but Delusional. it's not a joke. Yeah, it's a, a uh, stretch of the truth. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good answer. Yeah. Good answer. And their responses, those are the sizes. <laughs> Beer sponsors, tool sponsors, not Ryobi. When any other guys out there, I'll wear it. I think you have something important to say. Oh, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to announce the uh, the winner of the giveaway. Exactly. Drum roll. The winner is Action Jackson 508. We had, uh, what, 170 yeah. some odd entries. Oh, that's great. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Action Jackson, you're the winner. I'll be reaching out to you via Instagram. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, we'll get it in the mail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to let me know your size. We'll send you a t-shirt. Yeah. And we're working on uh, giveaway number two already. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get all the stuff we don't uh, use anymore. Yeah, yeah. that's new but it's good stuff. New in box. Yeah, with that, we haven't used that at all. Glue bots? No. 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 I do have one no. at home. The cookies. <laughs> there will be no glue <laughs> bots. The rocker cookies. The yeah. rocker yeah. cookies are next. <laughs> Yeah, answer in the comments. Do you use bench cookies? Yeah, the bench cookie, yes yeah. or no. <laughs> and that has a hockey puck. Yeah. I had to make a real effort to use those. and then <laughs> We just, tried. We yeah. tried. Yeah, we wanted to use them. We wanted, What do you use them for? Well, so stuff won't slide around. So typically, if you want to maybe sand something, okay. you might put it. Or if you need to raise something up while you're running around. Oh, router maybe. It. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I wouldn't but, trust it. Hang it off. I hang it off the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's. I mean, we use these anti-slip mats uh, to sand on. So really, we, really do don't have, use, we don't have much of a use. Do you use? Uh, I call them nailers for finishing two sides of something. Yeah. yeah. yeah in fact, those are nailers some, up uh, there. We just did old stair oh, yeah, Some pin boards or nail boards. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I just got. I have uh, maybe like two inch blocks with a nail in the center of each block or screw, actually inch and five eight screw. One thing I was going to comment on is I really like your clamp rack because it's simple. Yeah. It doesn't take up a lot of space. No. no. And, um, I mean, it definitely works with the Bessie. I guess it works with the Jorgensen, too. Yeah. But I'm probably going to rip that off for sure in the new shop space. Yeah, that's I'll probably make a video about I came up with this idea. Yeah, exactly. It hey. just came to me one day. <laughs> <laughs> For you, John, anything. Yeah, that was part of uh, not our most recent sort of uh, overhaul, but yeah, I think it was what? At the end of last year, the beginning yeah. of this year, we kind of like ripped apart the entire shop. Yeah. It, it was a step up from the first one was just a flat board. 
Well, I noticed a big difference in the shop yeah. from the first time I came here, mm-hmm. maybe eight or nine months ago, to the second time. And you just put the new mats in. Yeah. Everything was definitely much more streamlined yeah. and organized. That uh, what I particularly like about that is there's not a lot of space in between those clamps, right? And uh, it looks like just a simple L with some supports in it. <laughs> That's it. And yeah. I mean, you could you could I guess it's made of plywood. Did, yeah, plywood or some old pieces. Yeah, of trim. that's actually uh, like Windsor one one by. Okay, yeah. yeah, that was you know we ripped apart the shop and <laughs> that was something else and now it's that. So a piece of Baltic birch plywood if oh, you wanted yeah. to make it look a little pretty oh, or whatever yeah. that yeah. would look nice. Definitely going to do that. Yeah, I cut those on the dado saw. Just set up a. Um, on this dado saw on, on the. Uh, yeah. No, actually, old unisaw. Yeah. Oh yeah, the old the five the old horsepower nine. sides. Did you use a? Uh, a sled when you did that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and just like move the yep. fence over uh, whatever that distance is, inch and a half or something yep. every time. Yeah. And we, you see, you know, I messed up on some. We had to make some modifications. This one's a little different. <laughs> and over there is a little different. But it's nice because you got them all there and they're not taking up a ton of space. And I, my shop is smaller. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, you know, I want to have all my clamps. And I'm also going to go through my clamps because I've got a lot of bar clamps that I don't use as much anymore. Yeah, we just I, moved all bar clamps out too. We don't, those pipe, we don't yeah, yeah, we had yeah, some. That's I, I meant to say pipe clamps. Yeah. Yeah. We had some big pipe clamps. And they get that, bent. Yeah, yeah. yeah we To move uh, the sander here, we've wedged them underneath there. And there you go. Now they have a big curve to them. <laughs> so uh, what's our thought now on the beer of the week? Oh, I think yeah. we've, we've gotten to well, that point. Yeah, I think it was very good. Was I liked hit. it. Yeah, it was great. I'm not really an Indian pale ale guy. I didn't think it was going to be. I always associate that with very bitter beer, and this one wasn't. Wasn't that bitter. kind of in the middle of the road? Yeah, yeah. you a convert? Uh no. <laughs> Give me a Schmitz, Schlitz, Rangold. I don't think half of those even exist anymore. This was all right. Yeah, that's a good beer. Yeah, no, it was good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, I was really in the mood for a nice. Beer too. I mean, I was getting thirsty. Yeah, you were drinking a beer before Johnny McGunn. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I said I would have had a glass of water. We have some nice, cool water, but I didn't have a glass. There you go. So I had to pop that beer open. <laughs> Sometimes there's nothing like a beer. Yeah. For sure. What about you, Jeff? You're you're more of the connoisseur. I like it. I like the California, the West Coast style sort yeah. of IPAs. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, John. You you know usually the the bringer of the beer. Has the last word. I'm going to say I like it. Just uh, it's uh, always uh, it's always good. It's pretty simple. Uh, I think it's priced fair. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know it's 11 bucks for a six pack. Talking about a decent yeah. beer, that's what you're going to pay. And uh, no surprises with this one. You know sometimes you you'll go for some other beers and they're just you know there's they're a little funny or something. Where with this one, if I don't know what to get, if I don't want to yeah. take a risk, I know I'm going to like it. Ah, cool. So all good. Four thumbs up on the Lagunitas. Yeah. yeah. Petaluma. Near my old stomping grounds, I did live out in San Francisco for about a dozen years. Yeah, you've been around. You've got yeah. a cool background. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you, you were an you, English teacher. You don't <laughs> yeah, want to know. That's so cool. <laughs> if there's a job, Rob's done it. Yeah. That's right. Taught English, taught history. Taught. Oh, it's so cool, though. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some wild stories he about that. He was a stripper. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. That was only a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Lord of the Flies analogy, though. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Flies was such a such a good book, and uh, my kids. So I got three boys. How old now? My oldest is twenty three. Then I got one who's going to turn twenty one in December, and I've got a nineteen year old. And we we bought a house up in Vermont shortly. I think my I think my oldest might have been in fifth grade when we did yeah. that, and we had this house for about seven or eight, maybe ten years. I don't know, and um, it really allowed them to be boys. Little, I literally would just give them a pack of matches and say, "Go fire!" <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so they would do that. They would go fishing, and uh, there's a in the river there was like a clay bottom in this one area, like really real clay and they would take that clay and smear it all over themselves <laughs> and i got a picture of them and they're like in the river like with sticks and yeah, i swear that's it looks lord like, of the flies it's like right out of lord of the flies and, yeah. you know all you need is a pig's head yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and the conch <laughs> yeah that's right the conch. i tried to reread that book uh probably about two years ago i just i couldn't get through it oh really just the writing was it's just feels so antiquated yeah, you know just from the, like 1950 yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I read it a while ago, but um, I know that they they made I think two movies from they it. They did. And yeah. One I think was maybe okay, and then I remember w- trying to watch one. This is seems like yesterday. It was probably more than twenty years ago yeah. though. But they used uh, an Alf reference. Oh yeah, and and I thought, how could they just do that? <laughs> like it's a like, classic yeah. piece of literature. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> It was like they're standing around the fire or something. They mentioned like they wish they were watching Alf, and I was like, "Did that just happen?" It's like a standard in every school across the country. That Catcher in the Rye, Catcher yeah. in the Rye. Yeah, I had to read those. I like Catcher yeah. in the Rye. That was another book. Yeah, yeah. We often reference the rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> if you mess up, we're gonna take you to see the rabbits. Is that from Catcher in the Rye? No, that's from uh, Mice and Men. Oh, Mice and Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good the, one. I get the yeah. confused. Yeah. Mice yeah. and Men's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to go see the rabbits, Lenny. <laughs> Bunch of highbrows around yeah. here. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's, uh, that's it for our podcast. Yeah, uh, well, we got to talk about who's fun. coming next this week. Was a, this was a, a good long one. Yeah, it was I very enjoyed informative. It. Yeah, I really haven't enjoyed worked, it. But uh, usually we, we run one hour, yeah. like, on the nose with no, we don't even look at the yeah, clock. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I had even more questions for John, so we're gonna have to save those. There you up go. For the yeah, next yeah, time. Totally, would love it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. So next week we have our second guest. That's uh, Will Fagan. You probably know him a little better as Wild Willie's Woodshop on Instagram. Wet so, Willie, cool. Yeah, or Rich calls him Wet Willie. <laughs> so send your cool. questions in. Yeah, this is great. I can't wait to do it again. Good. I think it's a great addition to. Everything you guys yeah. are doing, I think yeah. it's just awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I look forward to it every week. I don't yeah, know yeah. Guys, but if you look forward to it, and it's good. Yeah, you know, and you can tell it. I mean, I, I, like I said, I've been working in the shop, doing a lot of things where I, I can listen to something. Yeah, and I've listened to every episode. And it's just, it's fun. You know, I, I particularly like the gripe of the week. <laughs> and I had to agree with the litter. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, yeah, about, yeah. One. Uh, talk about, like, maintaining your, your cool when somebody throws yeah. something out the well, window. Well, people that do what we do, you're going to have a sensibility of, you know, preservation and ecology. Sure. 
That's always going to rub you the wrong way. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know how somebody can do that. Yeah, it's just it selfish. People are selfish. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. the same reason someone goes from the left lane to exit <laughs> all the way to the right. Yeah, that's the swoop across. Yeah, yeah. the Jersey scrape. Oh, that so sounds fun. like a gripe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we're going to give you the gripe of the yeah, week. There's okay. not enough weeks in the year. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do yeah. that. Not enough weeks in the year for all the grapes we got. That's true. Yeah. Boy, if you could hear us the other 39 hours of the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. All right. Ciao. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody goodbye, everybody. Well See you guys. Stay safe. <laughs> All right. That was fun, man. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I find it.